Welcome to In Conversation with Kathleen. I'm Kathleen Kettles. I'm a psychotherapist and I love people and their stories. In each episode, I'll be speaking with a guest about what the word success means to them. And at the end of each interview, I'll be discussing the episode with co-creator and editor, Remy. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of In Conversation with Kathleen. Today, I'm delighted to be speaking to Jo De Silva. Jo has many strings to her bow. She is the director of McGregor's Hospitality, which comprises a main bar in Inverness, which, by the way, has been voted best bar in Scotland on numerous occasions, and also award-winning Bogbane Farm, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, which caters for weddings, events and tourist groups. And as if McGregor's Hospitality hasn't got enough going on, they also have a small boutique hotel in beautiful Galsby. Jo is also chair of the board for Visit Inverness Loch Ness, chair of the board for 161 Squadron RAF Air Cadets, board member for Highlands and Islands Tourism Awards and on the court of the University of Highlands and Islands, or UHI as we call it. My first question has to be, Joe, when do you sleep? <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing, that, isn't it? You kind of get roped into stuff and then <laughs> someone asks you to do something else. You're like, oh, that won't take long. And then something else, that won't take long. And suddenly you just think, oh, my goodness. But, you know, it's it's so enjoyable. So many of the things that I do, I love doing. And... I say that most days. Some days I just think, what am I doing? I don't want to get out of bed. I can't face this. But most days, if you have a passion for something, I think it doesn't actually feel like work. Is the best is the best analogy I can give. It's um, yeah, it's just enjoyable. And I think that's what life has to be. You know, you have to find out those little areas of life that you you feel are good fun and enjoyable. And that's when life begins to kind of feel like you're in the right place. Yeah, that's perfect. So I want to start by asking you where you are today. What does your life look like and what are you doing right now? Right now, today, I am in our little bar in Inverness and we're kind of having a rest, I suppose. And that's such an important thing that I've learned over the years is you have to take time to stop and rest. Um, We are very, very busy throughout the summer. All our venues tend to be predominantly summer business. And we in the January, we always give all our staff two weeks off in January because they've worked so, so hard. And then we just open up gently. Um, so at the moment, we're closed today and we open up again on Thursday and uh, we cater for the weekends. And then come March, that's when we open up full time. So at the moment, it's time to rest and rejig and I find that when I take this time when I'm not at the coal face it's when I probably become my most creative because it gives space to become creative I am not one of those people who can just suddenly be creative you know on a whim and it happens it very much is about giving yourself space to be creative and this is the time when we've just we're really excited actually we're just about to launch um a new series of iconic people from Scotland and we've had uh, commissioned we've commissioned a chap to create these brilliant figures 
for example, I'm, I'm letting you in on a secret here. The first one just came in yesterday and it's Rob Roy McGregor. And he's got along the bottom, he's done in a vintage tattoo style with the warrior written across the, the tattoo and Rob Roy McGregor. So we've got a series of these. There's, uh, at the moment, we've got five of really iconic Scots men and women who have done great things. And some of them are quite hidden things, people you would never imagine. There's a chap called John McGregor, um, and he played bagpipes at the Battle of the Alamo. So there's these characters in Scottish history who have just been phenomenal, who've taken Scotland across the world. And so what we've done is we've created these um, tattoo-style pictures of them um, and we've also got cocktails just being created now to match up and tally up with them so that is what I've been doing and that's the parts of the job I just love that sounds fantastic Joe what a great diverse way to go as well that's fantastic so I, let me ask you then what does the word success mean to you is it about career financial security health relationships with loved ones being part of a community what does the word success mean well, you know, success for me has changed over the years. And as I've got older, it has meant a very different thing than what it did when I was younger. So when I was younger, success, my mom and dad were self-employed. So success for us meant having a successful business. And uh, when I was younger, you don't have the knowledge of yourself that you gain as you get older. So for me being you know, a 20 year old, I was always doing deals, just buying and selling things, even through college and university. I was like, oh, I could buy that and make 20 quid here or do this and make a bit a bit here. And I actually really enjoyed that. Um, but that back then it was all about money. It was about I have to earn X pounds to make myself a success. And I think over time you begin to see a lot of time success is it actually success that you see or is it success that is based on your ego? And I think that is definitely a question I ask a lot. So is the success that I had in my 20s, looking back, it was very much based on ego. Um, as I've moved forward, I have then, you know, I worked for a long time for the BBC. I enjoyed a lot of that. But again, there was an ego in there because you were trying to be top dog. So I think now success is about making a difference. It's about feeling that you get up every day and you do something that is worthwhile and makes a difference. So whether in your life that means that you are getting up and you know, you're going to do a job where you're earning enough to go out and help people or do something or clothe your child or whatever that might be. So I think now success is very, very different for me than what it was before. Um, I think probably the past three years have made me as well really flip on my head what success means because it has been incredibly stressful and hard over the past few years. I think the same way as it's been for everybody. And it's given us a chance to reflect back and say, well, what is the important things and what really does matter? And I think it's these times you realise that what actually does matter is that the people around you are okay and that you yourself have taken time to be okay yourself and, and give yourself space to question what it is that you want what you need and what makes you feel like you're a whole person not like you're giving parts of yourself away that you don't really want to give away 
Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. So apart from the pandemic and the obvious effects that had, you know, hospitality especially, um, what obstacles have you had to overcome to get to this point? Oh, my goodness. Gee whiz, I look back on my life sometimes and I think to myself, God, I could write a book. Um, my life has been really full of highs and lows. It really, really has. You know, I've um, probably... The, I suppose the, the the time in my life that have really formed and made shaped me and made a huge impression was I was married for 10 years um, and to my childhood sweetheart. And uh, I um, we moved to Glasgow and we had a very lovely life. He was in the military and I was working at the BBC and it was a very good life. And anyway, for a number of reasons, we we split up and. I was still quite happy with this and I went down to London and I worked down in London, didn't really enjoy that. But um, I then uh, became pregnant and I had my amazing boy, which is one of the best things that ever happened. It really changes your whole life. But what then happened was that that partner and I split up and I came back north because I love the Highlands, just love it up here. And I literally got in my car with my child and a duvet and his clothes and some clothes of my own and drove north. And that is literally what I had. And I didn't have anywhere to stay. And But I knew that I couldn't continue on with that life that I had down there. It was just just on so many levels so wrong. And uh, so we came up here, so just him and I. And we stayed in uh, stayed with my brother for a couple of weeks and then a friend of my, my mum and dad's we're going on holiday. So I stayed with them for a couple of weeks and I still didn't have anywhere for, for my son and I to stay. So I just, I started to phone around. I used my BBC in my head. What do I do when I need to find somebody that I need? And I thought, right, let's put that into, into play and just focus on what I really, really want for my son and I. So I started to phone around everybody, absolutely everybody I could to try and find somewhere for us to stay and in my head I'm thinking I really want to stay in a lovely little cottage somewhere I can see the sea that was just my dream my little in my head anyway didn't think it was going to happen and phoned round and phoned round and phoned round and every time I got a no I'd say do you know someone else do you know someone else so eventually I spoke to a lady and she said oh we might have a cottage coming up it's kind of in the middle of nowhere and I said fine I don't care I don't care that'll be great so long story short is we ended up in this little cottage up on Califer Hill um, just outside Forest and there was just my son and I and we we, we went around and we, we went to the charity shops and everywhere else to create a, our little house we didn't have a telly none of these things but, you know, I look back on that time and we had an absolutely fantastic time. Him and I, it was a huge adventure. You know, we made it an adventure. And even now he'll look back and say, do you remember when we lived in that little cottage, mum, when we got snowed in and we had a wood burning stove and the oil guy couldn't get there to put oil in our tank. So literally we lived in this room for about three or four weeks with a wood burner on and every day we'd go out sledging and we, we had just a great time so from there I then started another wee business and started to get money in and so on and I think having been in that position where we literally had nothing we had nothing it gives you a great strength it gives you a huge strength to say well actually you know I survived that so you know what what is the worst thing that's going to happen to me in anything I do now 
is I'm back in that position. And you know what? We had a great time then. For a lot of people looking looking at it, they'd say, God, that must have been really hard. Well, you know, it was, but we had £35 a week to buy food. I remember that. And we used to go and we'd go to the freezer places and we'd make a great menu and we'd make it an, an adventure. It was an adventure. Say, what can we make this week? Right, we can get, let's make flapjacks. We've got porridge for breakfast, but we can make flapjacks. That's exciting. And it's trying to convince your own head that it's exciting. And the more you say it, it actually becomes exciting. <laughs> and that is it. You know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of, well, let's not dwell on what we can't do, but let's think about what we can do. Let's think about what can happen and what we can do. So that for me was a kind of defining moment to say, well, actually, that's the worst that happens. And it wasn't that bad. And totally um, resonates with me being in a little cottage in Avis when I left my husband and had these two weekends and we were always freezing, but we pretended to be Victorians. I mean, I've told this story so many times, but, you know, <laughs> sleeping in the same bed, they all did that, you know, because <laughs> we're so cold. But they remember it so fondly, too, because you're doing that thing of really making it exciting, making it an adventure, which is great. So I was going to ask you about the internal dialogue, what it was like during the tough times, but you've described it there really well. Well, you know that you can convince yourself to keep going and you're doing it for your son too you're keeping it all up and uplifted so did you ever have any doubt that you were going to navigate your way through these difficult times to a better place I think I think you always do you're human to have doubt it's it's what what we do um and in some ways it's it's a good thing but I think even on those days when you just think oh my god I really cannot go on I would take pleasure in tiny little things, in tiny, tiny things. So it could be just making a really nice cup of coffee and having a biscuit. And even if I felt my day was really bad, I would think, you know what? I'm going to thoroughly enjoy having my coffee and my biscuit. And it's just these tiny little pleasures. It's making yourself aware that there are good things in your life, no matter what. So it's making that choice of getting up and saying, oh God, right, this is another day, grab my coffee, or sit and saying, you know what, I'm going to be in this moment, this very moment, I am sitting here with this really nice cup of coffee I have made for myself, and I'm going to enjoy this. And that, I suppose, is on those really tough days, it was about just getting through the next five minutes or the next 10 minutes and just focusing on that tiny little time frame and not thinking about the bigger picture, not thinking about, oh, my goodness, have I got enough money to pay my council tax bill or have I got enough money to pay my gas bill? You worrying is not going to change that outcome in five days time or 10 days time. The most important thing is you focus on yourself and think, what is my what can I take pleasure from in this immediate moment? So, yeah, I think that's what gets me through. And so even now, I mean, I suppose people sometimes look at my life and think oh you know it's it's a really good life but it's but the side of your life that's out there is the side of your life that the best side of your life so there's always if someone comes and says oh you know you guys are doing so well and you know you say well we're doing well but it's and it's been really really hard it has been really hard it's not easy 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 because the stress levels running any business are huge they're absolutely enormous and my brother once said to me, he said, uh, we were talking about business and he said, well, you know, the thing is, he said, the bigger the mouth, the more you have to feed it. And that is so true, is that the bigger the beast that you have, 
the more time, energy and effort you have to put into that to make it successful and to make it happen. So sometimes I think it would actually be nicer to be smaller, to be just doing something that is tapping into exactly. I mean, I love anything creative. I love I love that. And I get the opportunity to be, to be creative on many levels, but a lot of my life is taken up with doing mundane paperwork and paying people and just really mundane, boring stuff. So I would love a life where I was more creative and had more time to do that. And maybe that'll come. Maybe that'll come in time. But at the moment, it's about taking time and enjoying the parts of it that are really good fun and remembering yeah. those. That's great, Joel. That's really, really good. And I think when you're talking about being grounded and really enjoying that cup of coffee and really focusing on that, I wonder if the accumulative effect of being present and enjoying those moments with real joy gives us that sense of clarity to keep moving forward, keep moving forward. And then before you know it, you're not just enjoying coffee, you've got a whole meal that you've had to prepare yourself and pay for and all the rest of it. So it's a lovely, a lovely story there. If you were witnessing somebody and you've touched on this about would I do the same again, going through your journey, especially going back to you driving north with your son in the car and all your belongings, knowing where you've come from and what you went through, what encouraging words would you say to them? I would say if you think about your life, you've got a hundred percent record of getting through every day up until now. And you can you can keep going. You know, it will be tough. There will be tough moments, but there will also be amazing moments. And it's about just focusing. Think about where you want to be. I'm always very much one for thinking, what would I like? What would I like my life to look like? And what steps do I have to take to get there? I mean, there was a period of time where I would literally sit on my sofa and go, oh, my God, I'm going to read my horoscope and hope something good's going to happen because that was the thing that got me through every day. But, you know, that's fine. There's no rule to say you can't do that. There's nothing to say that you have to behave or, you know, you have to focus on a particular thing. This is your life and it's up to you to decide what you want it to look like. And if you can take a little bit of time and think, well, you know, this is what I am now, but this is what I'd like my life to look like. And what step do I have to take today to make a little tiny step towards my vision? And I think that is what I would say to people. There are always people around you who will help you. And when you ask for help, people are happy to help. It's not a failure to ask someone for help because the person who's helping you gets great joy from the act of, of being able to help you. So if you are really struggling, don't be frightened to ask for help. It can be somebody you don't even know that well, because I guarantee if I was to go up to somebody that I know and say, look, I really need your help just now, they would be delighted. As a human race, we are programmed to want the best for one another, even if it's hidden sometimes. Um, and most people will. There'll always be someone to help. So I think that's what I would say is never be frightened to ask for help and focus on what you would like your life to look like. Yeah, that's a lovely message. It's such an important one. Such an important one because too many, too often people are scared of speaking up because they feel shame or embarrassment about needing support but actually we're not good enough at spreading that message and saying if you'd asked me I would have supported you and helped you and you're right people want to be asked it makes them feel good that you you're trusting me with that request so yeah I love that thank you so much Joe that's been so 
deep and meaningful, actually. Before we finish, I'd love to help people find you. So can you tell us the best way for, for people to reach you? And, and Remy will put it on the show notes at the end. Okay, well, we actually have. There's a couple of ways you can actually get involved or even be part of what we do. Um, every Friday, we do a little program called Live at Five. And it's on Facebook. And we have this amazing little community of people. Well, it's not so little anymore, but it's this just a group of just fabulous people who are all quirky and have all come together in a community. We started it in lockdown and it was just a way of us being able to share music and stories and just things that were happening in people's lives. And it's continued on. And we now have that and we have this just lovely community of people who come together on a Friday and they come to us through our Facebook page, McGregor's Bars. And at five o'clock on a Friday, You'll see our little quirky theme tune. And then we have Bruce, my partner, who presents along with usually Anna Massey or, or if Anna's not there, somebody else. And we just talk about stuff that's happened. We play music and we just come together as a community. And there's been some incredible friendships born out of that program. We were just down at Celtic Connections there and a whole crowd of the team from Live at Five, the, the viewers got together and came and watched as we did a program from down there. So if you'd like to be involved in the community side of what we do, that is the way. Come on. Uh, you'll see the chat go on. And a lot of time it's absolutely nonsense. We'll be talking about, you know, who's got the best recipe for for a, a, a pasta dish or in the comments and so on and then we'll be talking about what we do and it's like this little pub community goes on its on its side and um, so that's what we do live at five and the bar itself um and bob bain and Golsby are all at um mcgregorsbars.com that's great good yeah I, I haven't been up since you opened so when i come up in the summer i will be coming along <laughs> to mcgregor's bar for sure and i have actually caught the the live at five thing and it's great the music is so much fun and it's really uplifting great idea and it really does bring people together from all over the place doesn't it <laughs> it does it does I and mean, i think that's the thing with music it's a funny thing you know we, we all have in here on a sunday a sunday session and People just turn up with their instruments. And I always say it's like it's like magic being created. I can't play an instrument. Every musician needs an audience. And I'm a brilliant audience. You know, I am really good at being an audience. That's my job. And it's this kind of magic thing that happens when people are together and are enjoying music together. It's just like this kind of magic, you know, sprinkle of dust happens and everybody's immersed in the moment in that music, whether it's the musician or the audience. And it's just a great thing. It's a great thing to bring people together. So if you're coming up, come up on a Sunday. That's, that's the what day. I should do. A Sunday. Up. I'm writing that down. <laughs> come up on a Sunday. Brilliant. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Joe. That has been such a joy to speak to you. It's been just it's lovely. So, so grateful for you giving us your time. Not Thanks. at all. It's a great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what did you think of that, Remy? That was fab. Oh, it was wonderful. It's really put me in a good mood. Just so many little little nuggets of bits that I'm I'm gonna steal from her probably, little little phrases and things to remember. And yeah, what an amazing story as well. Just the the highs and lows that she mentioned and the fact that she's still kind of retaining a lot of that sort of positivity, but also alongside a realistic view of life kind of having its ups and downs. I liked the small things that she paid attention to when things weren't so great. She really enjoyed that cup of coffee. She really cherished that and took time to appreciate that she'd made it herself. She was cosy and warm 
And just that is such a crucial part of wellness when we're feeling a little down in our luck to really be grateful for the small things. And the, people talk about, you know, three things I'm grateful for today and writing that down at night because it helps us in this sort of mess that can be our lives. It can be messy. But when we take a minute to sit down and think of three things we're grateful for at the end of each day, we realise that it hasn't all been doom and gloom and stress. There have been little nuggets, as you say, of of really enjoyable and precious moments. Definitely. And also, I think it fits with a sort of theme that's come up with a few of our guests um, who've talked about in different ways, you know, using the word or not, but those mindful moments. So mindfulness, some people doing it without maybe realizing, you know, some people talking about working in the garden or working creatively. And Joe was talking there about, yeah, taking a mindful moment to just enjoy those little things, like you said. And I also really appreciated at the beginning when she said that you have to prioritize rest as well because yeah. often I think people who are very successful or want to be successful maybe push themselves a bit too hard and yeah you risk burning out but you also don't have that quiet moment to to be creative so I thought that was a really good message as well yeah I enjoyed that too hearing that they take two weeks off in January and they give their staff that time off and it's at that time when she stops being so so busy that her creativity surfaces and she's got the chance to be uh, tap into that creativity and I love the idea of the the iconic Scottish people that they're having uh, made into art pieces that's lovely and it obviously feeds that side of her creativity where she's so busy at other times of the year you know she obviously doesn't get the time to do that but I love that that and it's another reminder about creativity that we need silence we need space we need rest to let our creativity surface often and Joe's example was a perfect example of that and the other little bit that I really appreciated was the way she described her kind of inner monologue and how she was getting through those really difficult times. And if no matter how hard life has been, you've got a hundred percent success rate of getting through the day. <laughs> I know. And I, I know. thought that's I'm going to carry that with me. That when things are tough, you can look back and go, okay, but I've got here and I've been mm-hmm. through some really tough days. So, yeah. and also not dwelling on what you can't do, but dwelling on what you can do as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Loved it. That was a really lovely chat. I just feel so grateful to be able to do these interviews and meet so many interesting people. And that was another great one. So thanks, Remy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to In Conversation with Kathleen. I really hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoy making these episodes. In the hope that someone else benefits from listening to the show, please like, subscribe and share. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks for listening.